Now today, we are in week two of our series, Splash. Did anyone do any cannonballs this week? Anybody? I know Ella Roberts did, right? I got a little video on my timeline. I love seeing that. Good form, too, though she has my issue where it's hard to make a big splash when you're of a certain stature. So, uh, but it was uh, really fun to see that. We're talking about this idea of a cannonball, right, where we go deeper in our faith so that we might make a bigger splash to everybody around us for the king and his kingdom. And so last week, we talked about being intentional about what influences us. We talked about what we feed grows and what we starve dies. It's kind of like a spiritual nutrition plan that we're going on, right? We want to feed the right things and starve the things that are taking us away from God. And so I'm just curious, how is your spiritual nutrition plan going so far? How was this past week? Have you been able to take some steps where you feel like, I'm starting to feed the right things. I'm starting to starve some things that I have been feeding for far too long and have been taking me away from God. And I feel like I'm now getting a little bit closer If so, praise God. I celebrate that with you. And if not, it is never too late to take a step towards God. So I encourage you to do so today. Now, today's message is titled, Follow the Leader. You guys all know the game, Follow the Leader. Does anyone just love that game? Anybody? Okay, we got one that loves it. We got two that love it. Anyone at home, do you love Follow the Leader? I personally hate it, okay? I do not like this game, because as a young kid, I, I really either, if I was following, I wanted to do everything exact, so it stressed me out, and if I was leading, I didn't know if they were following me, and I wanted to make sure they were following me, all this. Basically, it was the earliest time in my life I realized I had control issues, and uh, so follower of the leader and I don't get along, but we're talking about a different way of following a leader today, and we're, to do that, we're going to look at another psalm. It's Psalm 23 probably the most famous psalm out of all of them. And so we're going to look at who it is we follow and how it is we are to follow that leader. So we're going to turn to Psalm 23. The words will be on your screen. There's also a Bible in the pew you're welcome to use. If you use it, we just ask you to leave it in the pew so that we can clean it afterwards for you so you don't have to worry about that. Psalm 23, hear the word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow after me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So we are going to go through this kind of verse by verse and see what it kind of says about how we can go deeper and reach out further in our faith. So the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. What a simple and profound statement that everything we could ever need in this life is provided for us 
in and from Jesus Christ, our good shepherd. A shepherd cares and guides, directs, comforts, encourages, and loves his flock. Now David wrote this psalm, and we know he's writing from his own experience as a shepherd when he was a young boy who had his own flock that he loved and cared for. He probably gave his sheep little nicknames. But he's also writing this psalm from his experience of being shepherded by God. We know David is uh, referred to as a man after God's own heart. He had an intimate relationship with God. And so he's speaking from both of those experiences in his life. He had this dear relationship with God, just like a shepherd has with his sheep. And this shepherd, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. You know, the importance of rest is a nonstop stream throughout all of Scripture. We first read of it on the seventh day when God rests. He sets it apart. He makes it holy. And that idea of rest flows throughout the entire Bible. That rest is good and holy and set apart by God. And we know that we cannot go nonstop. And yet, our world values hustle. But the kingdom values a healthy rhythm between rest and work. We need to take a breath. And notice what the psalm says. It says, makes me lie down in green pastures. Like a parent who makes their kid take a nap because they know it's what they need. God knows what's best. And what is best but fruitful, rejuvenating, life-giving rest. And the location is important, too. Look where he is made to rest, but in green pastures. Just the word, that, that phrase just sounds peaceful. It sounds life-giving. It sounds super comforting. It's, this isn't the Netflix type of rest. It's not the Facebook type of rest. It's not the, the gaming type of rest. Things that might be enjoyable, but they don't rejuvenate. They kind of put us in a fugue state, a fog, and we kind of don't ever feel replenished afterward. But the life-giving rest that our souls crave and need is found in the presence of God and his gifts because rest is a true gift in and of itself. It's when we take those pauses and afterward we go, wow, that was really worth it. And that little verse also says, leads us beside quiet waters. Because, as we talked about last week, being filled and connected to the source of life refreshes us. It fills us. It empowers us to keep moving. It's like when you go on a hike. You can't just hike forever. You have to take water breaks or else you're in trouble. We might burn out. If we go, 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 we're going to burn out or die. We know physically rest is important, but it's just as important spiritually and emotionally to rest in the presence of God. And notice, it's the quiet waters. It's not the loud, crashing waves, but it's the quiet stillness where we can pause and rest in the comforting presence of God. Hey, Crosby. 
He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. You know, everyone longs for direction in life. Raise your hand if you desire direction. I know where you're going. Okay. If you didn't raise your hand, you either don't like following directions or you're a man and you hate asking for directions. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe there's something else I don't know. You can tell me later. But humans long for a purpose. We long to know what we do matters and to have a direction, an idea of where we're going in this life and what we do matters. And God gives each and every one of us that direction and purpose. Just as he guides his sheep in their direction, he guides us along the right path. For he is our compass. He's our true north. He tells us how and where to go. Have you ever, oh, hi, Miles. I have, if I don't say hi to one, it's unfair. So, hey, buddy. And Daisy, hi. Have you ever taken, Miles, this is for you. Listen up, okay? Because you're going to like this picture up here in a minute, okay? You're going to like this. Have you ever taken a wrong turn in the woods before? Have you ever done that? You're, on, you're walking in the woods, and you think you're on a path, and you, you go the wrong way? Yeah, well, about, oh, two and a half years ago or so, Miles wasn't even quite two years old, I don't think. Um, we were going for a 30-minute little hike on the uh, Asylum Lake Preserve, I think it was, right here in town. It was going to be a 30-minute hike, but we went left instead of right. And so an hour and a half later, we emerged different people, okay, from the woods. <laughs> Miles ran full force. You might not remember this, buddy, because you were young, but you ran for like 20 minutes straight, and your little legs that were like this big at that time were just exhausted. You were done. And so what happened? But daddy had to carry you on his shoulders the rest of the way. I don't have strong shoulders, by the way. Look at me. I don't. But there we are. Miles and his dad. You see, you need to know where you're going or else you're going to end up lost wandering through life, a life that's meant to have a direction, a purpose, a meaning. See, without God's guidance and direction, you may stumble upon a good path for a while, or you may start on a good path for a while, but it just takes one wrong turn and you're off. If you don't have that compass with you to guide you along the way, you might get lost. The beauty is we can always step back towards God. He will always direct us back on the right path. And God leads us on the right path. Sometimes he carries us on the right path when we don't have the strength to go on ourselves. And he will use it for his purposes so that when when he uses it for his purpose, our direction and our purpose align with his, it blesses us, it blesses others, and his kingdom expands. But sometimes that path will lead us directly to and through a dark valley. Because even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Notice it doesn't say, even though I camp out in the darkest valley, or even though I live in the darkest valley, or even though I stay in the darkest valley. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley. That word through is highly important because it means in the darkness we never stay there. God will see us through it. On his journey in life, when we follow him in his path, 
we have no need to fear because God journeys with us. And even when life gets hard, even when it seems dark and there is no hope, there's always hope to be found in Jesus Christ. Do you remember when you were a kid, you were afraid of the dark, right? Like, the darkness is scary. Maybe it's really dark outside. Like, when you go camping and you have to walk to the bathroom, I remember always being afraid to go to the bathroom because uh, it was so dark. And you can see the light kind of down there, but it was dark from here to there. But it's a lot less scary when dad or mom or grandma and grandpa are with you, right? Especially if they're holding your hand. Especially if they have a light to shine on your next step. God, our Abba, our Father, is with us. It's an old saying, and it's a good saying, and I'm not a southern preacher, but if I was, this would be powerful. If God brings you to it, he will bring you through it. God brings you to it, he will bring you through it. In the darkest valley, the hardest parts of life, we may still feel some of that fear, but if we're following after him, then we can feel his presence and his comfort, which is always bigger than the fear that's before us because the power of God is inside of us. And he gives us his protection. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. This was always the verse that didn't make sense to me. Like, okay, what does that mean? I always pictured God laying out this beautiful banquet for me right in front of like the front lines of this massive army. And it's always a turkey dinner for whatever reason. That's what God prepares for me, I guess, in this image. And uh, I'm like, what? how does this make any sense? So as I went digging, what I learned was in ancient Middle Eastern culture, hosts are expected to protect their guests at all times. You're fully and completely under the protection of your host. You're responsible for them. And it was also customary to anoint your guests with fragrant oil. So God will protect us no matter what happens in this life. Even if it means we're surrounded by enemies, he will protect us. He will take care of us. He's got this. And we know we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, the God is the perfect shepherd and host, and he promises to guide and protect us through our lives and to welcome us as special guests of honor in his house forever. And surely, surely God's goodness and love will follow after me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God leads us. He journeys with us. And what follows after? What, what do we leave behind? What's the legacy but God's goodness and love? Consider that image as we walk on this path of faith and we're faithfully following wherever God leaves us, his goodness and love follows after us. It creates a smooth path, path of God's goodness and love for others to follow. Because we know we are first called to follow the shepherd, but we are also called to shepherd others, to lead others. That is the great commission to go make disciples. Go, be a shepherd and make other shepherds that will guide and lead others on this path to God. Using the cannonball analogy, 
Miles, you are really good at cannonballs, right? You like doing cannonballs off a diving board, right? To make a big splash. Yeah. The first time I asked Miles if he wanted to do a cannonball, you know, he's like, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. I want to do a, di- I want to do a cannonball. And then his next question is, wait, what's a cannonball? Right? What's a cannonball? What is that? I, if I were to just say, oh, just do it, figure it out, I could be like, ha, done. I taught him. I discipled him. I led him well, right? Figure it out. You'll figure it out. No concept of what a cannon or a cannonball is. No, that's not how we do it. He had no context, no clue. So what do I do? I get up on that diving board first, and I show him. It's, oh, that's a cannonball. We show people, and we model for them. And then often people will imitate what we're doing. That's what it is on a Christian walk. That's what it means to make disciples. There is an intentionality to it, but sometimes we get freaked out, like this evangelism thing, this building up thing. No, it's living a life of faith and inviting others to follow you on that journey. It's being just a few steps ahead of the person who's following you as you follow someone who's a few steps ahead of you, and you're all following God in his path. How much better is it to be able to follow someone than to just read an instruction manual? Ask any teenager, ask anyone in Journey, if, if, if you want to learn how to do something, are you going to read a manual about it, or are you going to go on YouTube, right, and figure out how to do it? You're going to YouTube. You want to see it played out for you. So think of someone in your life right now that does not know Jesus. Or if they know him, they're not walking maybe closely with him, or it's been some time. Maybe today that person's you. This psalm reveals this very good news to us today, that everything we could ever need is provided for us in Christ Jesus, our good shepherd, that being filled and connected to the source of life refreshes us and fills us and empowers us to keep moving, that God is the one who gives us direction and purpose. He guides along the right path because he is our compass, our true north. God brings you to it. He will bring you through it because his goodness and love will follow after us, creating a smooth path for others to follow. And at the end of this journey of faith, what follows? Dwelling in the presence of our good shepherd forever and ever and ever and ever. See, the deeper we go in our faith journey, the more we can see and believe this good news. So what part of this today is speaking to you? Perhaps you are just longing and craving for that fruitful rest, and you're like, Kevin's going to a cottage, I'm coming too. Maybe that's you today. You've been going and going and going. You haven't rested for months, and you can feel it deep in your soul that you are just barely getting by. Well, it is time to put that phone away. It is time to take that day off. It is time to plan that vacation, to take that deep breath and to work it into your daily and your weekly life so that's a rhythm. What is it, that thing that's in your mind that says, yeah, I have been putting that off for a while, and now it's time to actually act? Or maybe you've been straying off of God's path, and it's time to recalibrate and follow him along his right path once again. Your direction and your purpose is found in Christ alone, so repent and believe. He will guide you through. Or perhaps 
You've spent such a long time being part of God's flock, but you've been afraid of picking up that shepherd's staff and leading others to guide the flock that is around you. I believe God has placed someone in each of our lives for us to simply pour into with intentional love and compassion and kindness and teach them the ways of God in a gentle way. Adults and children and teenagers alike. So maybe it's time for you to pick up that staff and take that step forward. Because wherever you sense God may be saying to you today, take heart. For he will guide you every single step of this journey. If you're walking in step with him, when the journey seems too vast or too big, all you need to do, all you need to do to stay on his path is remain in Christ. He will remain in you and focus on that next step. What is that next step? Just the next one. Take it. And then what's that next step after that? Take it. And before long, you will look back and you will see God's goodness and love and your life, that faithfulness that you have lived, and that paves the way for others to follow. May it be so today. May it be so tomorrow. And for the weeks and years to come in all of our lives. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks that you are indeed our good shepherd, that you guide us and lead us upon your right path. And so, Lord, we pray today that we might step again towards you, that you reveal in us what that very next step is, Lord, and that we, in the power and courage of your spirit, take it. We give you thanks for being able to worship you, to receive your word, to connect to you. And so we pray, Lord that today we recommit to taking that next step upon your journey that you have laid out for us, following you as our guide and our compass in this life. For all your ways are good and sure, and we desire to follow you because you are a good shepherd. We love you, God. We thank you for the comfort we have in you and you alone. Pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.